Good evening, everybody. So our two questions for this week, um, non-vaccine-related questions. We're, we're ready to move on from the vaccine-related questions. Yeah, so our two questions this week. Question number one, um, I got the following email on a Motsai Shabbos, not last Motsai Shabbos, two weeks ago. It reads as follows. Gutvach Rabbi Leibowitz. Hope all is well. Someone asked me, their non-religious brother had a baby boy and is insisting on having circumcision done in the hospital by a non-Jewish doctor before the eighth day. He's theoretically open to allowing a moel to do a tafasdam bris on the eighth day. The mother is pretty distraught, meaning the grandmother of the child, because she thinks he's doing wrong by the baby. I told them it's the father's mitzvah, not the baby. And if he is in fact circumcised and has a tafasdam bris by the moel on the eighth day, the baby's in the clear, it's all okay. So number one, is that the case? He wants to know, am I right? Um, and, and if the father doesn't agree to do a Tavistan Bris, would the baby have it done on his own at some point after Bar Mitzvah? Those are his uh, two questions. Um, so sometimes when you have a Shailah, the Shailah is not only to answer the questions that the person is asking, but also to uh, maybe answer the questions that they're not asking or should be asking. Right, so uh, anyway, that's that's Shaila number one. Shaila number two uh, happened this week. A uh, fellow called me, a musmach of uh, Yeshiva University, who lives in a different city, and he had a Shaila in Hilchus Nida. His wife had done a Hefseik Tahara seven minutes after Shkia, and he tried to call his Rebbe from Yeshiva to, to ask the Shaila. He, she did a Hefseik Tahara seven minutes after Shkia. Does that count as a Hefseik Tahara? Uh, but he couldn't get through, so he left a message. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, in the meantime, they got a little impatient. Uh, they wanted to know what the answer was, so they called the local Rav in their community, who is not a uh, Musmach of our Yeshiva, someone who's a Talmud of Ramesha Feinstein. So they called uh, this Rav, and the Rav uh, in their community said right away, no problem, seven minutes after Shkia, you're, with, you're, you're within the nine minutes that Ramesha gives after Shkia, no problem, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, perfectly good to have Siktara. After that, uh, the Rebbe from Yeshiva, from YU, called back, uh, one of our uh, most prestigious and uh, uh, Rashi Yeshiva and Poskim, called back and said, uh, oh, you, you, you called? Is there anything I could help you with? And they were embarrassed to say, because there's such a Talmud Mufak of this Rebbe, he was embarrassed to say that he had called someone else with the Shaila, so he figured, okay, he'll just say the Shaila to his Rebbe. So he said the Shaila to his Rebbe, and his Rebbe said, no, no good. Yeah, the Hefzik Tara does, uh, does not work. Seven minutes after Shkia is way too late, and uh, she's going to have to do a new Hefzik Tara the next day. So he said, oh, thank you very much. I hung up the phone, and then he called me. And he said, now what do I do? I got one sh- I got one, I got one answer from the first rabbi that I asked. Not the first rabbi I asked, the first rabbi to answer, right? He asked his rabbi from Yeshiva first, or he reached out to his rabbi from Yeshiva first. Then the first one to answer was the rabbi from the, the rabbi, the local rabbi, the Talmud of Mesha, and then the rabbi from Yeshiva called back after Okay, so these are our two shailas. We have the shaila about uh, the father who refuses to do the bris mila, wants a circumcision in the hospital. How big of a deal should the family make out of it? Um, and then the shaila about the musmach from YU, who uh, who asked the shaila twice to different people. Ooh, the votes are coming in fast and furious. Okay, let's see. One, two, three. Ooh, it looks like shaila number two is winning. Yeah, by a lot now. Okay, so uh, shaila number two. I think when Henry actually votes on our Shiloh, then, you know. then Henry gets veto power over it. Okay, that's a good idea. Um, so, uh, all right, so let's, uh, 
let's yeah. So let's go to Shaila number two, and uh, I don't have that much to say on it. So maybe we'll uh, we'll have time for Shaila number one, or at least a little bit of Shaila number one as well. Okay. So uh, the, the, there are really two issues over here. Issue number one is uh, asking two rabbis the same Shaila, right? That's a sugya in Shas in several places. And then issue number two is the particular halachic issue that he's asking about, which is doing a hefsektara after shkia and uh, how you know what what, what do poskim generally have to say about uh, about that issue so let's start with the uh, with asking two rabbis the same shaila there is a Gemara in Mesechus Nida and Davchaf. The Gemara tells us, Yalta Aisa Dam Melikame de Rabba Babrachana. Yalta brought Dam to Rabba Babrachana to uh, to Paskin on Vitamila, and he Paskin that it's Tame. Hadaraita Lekame de Rabbi Yitzchak Breder of Yehuda Vidachila. Then she brought it to Rabbi Yitzchak Breder of Yehuda, and he said, Tahar, I vehechi Avod Hachi. How could he do that, Vatanya? That if the first chacham paskin v'chumra, a second chacham is not allowed to paskin l'kula. Asar, if the first chacham paskin l'iser, somehow I have it messed up over here. The uh, next chacham is not allowed to paskin l'hatir. So the Gemara says, May kar tumui have mitamila. No, the case is that originally he paskined lechumra, uh, but uh, but once she said you should know that uh, that he always paskined lekula. In this case, it's just that his, his eyes weren't working so well, so then he paskined lekula. So says Mara Is she believed to tell the second chacham that the first chacham just wasn't feeling well, and that normally he always paskins lekula and such things? So says Mara in. Yeah, that a woman is believed to identify uh, the colors. Ploni, um, you know, whatever. That we do believe her. We believe her that uh, that she knows the colors. But the point is, the Gemara seems to be saying that generally speaking, if one chacham paskins l'chumra, another chacham is not allowed to come and paskin l'kula. That it's uh, it's a, it's it's a din in the chacham. Yet there's another sugya, Mesech Savod Dazar Davzayin, where the Gemara tells us, Hanish al lechacham v'timei, lo yishal lechacham v'yitar. Lechacham v'asor, lo yishal lechacham v'yatir. Hayushnayim, echad metamei v'echad metar, echad osir v'echad matir, ma'yechad m'gadu mechver, v'chacham minyan halochah charav. So it's telling us different uh, different um, uh, rules when you need to deal with the dvar halacha. Ooh, this is different than the first Gemara. The first the first Gemara was about the Chacham. What's the Chacham allowed to do? So that's the Gemara in Nida. Now, it's not really the first Gemara. It's the first Gemara we quoted. It's in the end of Shas, right? But that's the Gemara. The Gemara in Nida is really about the Chacham himself, that once someone else paskined on it, you shouldn't paskin against him. The second Gemara is about the Shawel, that, that once you ask the Chacham and he gave you an answer that you didn't like, you can't go ask another another Chacham. So there are other sugyas in, in Shas like this as well, in Chulendaf Memdalid, Sanhedrin the question is, who is the Isser on? Right? It says Hanishal, not Hashawel. So, in a certain sense, it doesn't sound like it's purely about about the Shoel. So, uh, there are plenty of places that uh, that Hanishal means Hashawel. 
Uh, we have, for example, the Gemara Mesech Sanhedrin Daf Samuchay Hanishal Ba'oviyadoni. Hanishal Ba'oviyadoni means someone who practices Oviyadoni. Uh, or Yuma Daf Ayinalf Ein Nishalin Bu'urim Vetumim Elamelech. It means Ein Shalin Bu'urim Vetumim Elamelech. That only a Melech is allowed to be Shoel Bu'urim Vetumim. Or Nida Daf Daf Hey Savik Tuma Babide Adam Nishalin Aleha. That if it's Savik Tuma Babide Adam, so Nishalin Aleha. Nishal means Shoelin Aleha. So the point is that just because the word nishal is used, it does not mean that we're talking about a chefza, an object. It could be a din in the person, a din in the shoel, that the person who's asking a question should not ask two different people. Um, the, 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 uh, the, there is room to discuss, though, whether maybe it's not a din in the chacham, nor a din in the shoel, it's a din in the object. That once a chacham paskin that this is aser, so this object now becomes aser. Whatever it is you ask about, you take a piece of meat, you take an animal that uh, you have a suffix about trefas, and you ask, is this a trefa? The first chacham paskin is trefa, so maybe that's a din of the object. That that chefza now becomes a chefza di isura. So uh, that would just mean that you can't bring the same the same object to another chacham. However, Tosos Meseches Nida, Tosos Meseches Nida, Natsugya Nida says, no, no, the only problem is for the rabbi. It's not a problem for the questioner. And that's why the Gemara Nida, Davchaf, talks about, uh, uh, only asks the Kasha, how could the rabbi paskin if the other rabbi already paskined Luchumra, how could you paskin Lukula? And the Gemara Chulun Memdalit also speaks from the uh, from the perspective of the Chacham. Uh, the, the problem is that it doesn't fit the language of that other Gemara. Um, so Tosus Meseches Avodazara points out that there's also an Isser to ask. There's also an, an Isser on the Shoel to ask. So unless you inform the rabbi that you've already that you've already asked the question. So now, you, what, what emerges from here is that you have two Isserim. You have an Isser on a Chacham to answer, if he knows that another Chacham has dealt with it. And you have an Isser to ask a second Chacham, unless you inform the second Chacham that you've already asked the Shaila. And, and therefore we're already at step one, right? When the Rav from Ari Yeshiva, the Rashiva from Ari Yeshiva called back, probably the right thing to do would have been to say, uh, thank you so much, I already asked the Shaila to Rabbi so-and-so, um, uh, so, and, and leave it in, uh, up, to, uh, up to him to uh, then guide him from that point. Leave it up to his Rabbi to guide him from that point in terms of what he could do. The question is why? What's the basis of the Yisr? Because you'll notice our case is a little bit different than these other cases. In the other cases, you asked a Shaila to one person and he was Machmir. So you want a Kula. You want to go shopping for a Kula. So you go ask a second Chacham to get a Kula. In the case that we had, the case that I that, 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 uh, was asked about, they asked the first rabbi, the first rabbi was Mekel. He, he gave a kula that seven minutes after Shkia is okay. And then they went and they asked again just because they were embarrassed to say that they already asked the question. So maybe that would be different depending on what the reason is. Meaning, why is it that you're not allowed to ask the second chacham? And also, the fact that you're not allowed to ask the second chacham, does that mean his psak is not binding? Or does that just mean you're not supposed to be asking him? Meaning that, but it has nothing to do with how binding the psak halacha is. Meaning, is this a din in being a shoel uh, halacha, or is this a din in the chefza that the the actual uh, the shaila, the actual inyan that the shaila is on, is now uh, is now determined differently? So there are different shitos in rishonim as to what the precise issue is. Rashi Maseches Nida says the issue is. Kvodo shal rishon, that it's a lack of kavod for the first chacham 
if you're going to go and ask the second Chacham. And that's why, if you ask permission, if the first Chacham is, uh, well, we'll get to what the Nafkaminas are. But it's Kvodo Shal Rishon, says Rashi, that it's simply disrespectful to the, to the first Chacham. The Ran says, no, the problem is that you shouldn't, it shouldn't look like we have two Toros, that uh, it's, it's uh, like a Losus Kodidu kind of thing, that it's near a Kishtei Toros. It looks like, uh, you know, uh, the two different rabbis on the same exact Shaila, one of them says us, or one of them says Mutter, in, 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 you know, Paskening for the same person. So that's uh, like disrespectful not to the Chacham, it's disrespectful to the Torah. It makes the Torah look like it's just totally random. The Rosh in Masech says, no, no, totally different, not, not about Kavod of the Chacham, not about cover of uh, the Torah. No, what the Rush says is Shavya Anafshe Chatichadi Yisura. That once you've accepted the first psak, so now it's become a Chatichadi Yisura for you because you've accepted the first the, the first psak. Uh, so someone just uh, privately uh, texted me. What if he wants to know for the next time what his Rebbe thinks if it happens again? Uh, and we'll get to that in a, in a moment. Meaning. It may be nice that he's... It, it, let's say he's allowed to listen to the first Chacham. Does it make any sense that if it happens now, he's going to listen to the first Chacham? And next time it comes up, he's going to call the second Chacham because that's his Rebbe. That's who he's always going to call. And and, and so now he could be Mekel and next time he's going to have to be Machmir? Does that make any sense that uh, just depending on who he calls, he's just going to... On the same Shaila? You know, half the time he's going to be Mekel and half the time he's going to be Machmir. So hold off on that question. If I don't uh, answer it, then remind me that I didn't answer it. We'll come, we'll come back to that. So now, these are the three shitos. Kvodo shal Rishon, Kvodo shal Torah, and Shavya Anav Shechatichad Yisur. What would the Nafkaminas be? So several Nafkaminas. Bidiyavet, right? Meaning Kvodo shal Rishon. Okay, it was disrespectful. Terrible, terrible that I did that. But, but does that mean the second Chacham's uh, uh, psak is not binding? Or the second Chacham is not entitled to his psak? Maybe I'm entitled to listen to the ch- second Chacham's psak. If it's about Shavya Nafshei Chatich Yisura, then I'm not entitled to listen to the second Chacham's psak. If it's about the covet of the Torah, also, maybe it wasn't right to ask the question, but at the end of the day, I got two answers, and maybe the way I choose uh, which answer to, to go with has nothing to do with uh, with whether it was the right thing to do or not. Another nafkamina would be, who is the Yisaran? Meaning, if it's Mishum Kvodo Shal Rishon, so then it's L'chora, uh, it's an Yisaran, the second Chacham as well, to... Uh, to, to um, to give a psak when the first when the first chacham had already had already paskin, if it's about shavia nafshi chetichad yisura, then it's purely on the shawel, right? It's not at all on the second chacham. Second chacham's got nothing to worry about. If it's about making the Torah look like two Torahs, right? So then it's probably on both of them also, like uh, the same as if it were kavodosh l'rishon. So that might be enough kamina. Another enough kamina is 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 the is the um, is the Isser only on that object or on anything related to the Shaila? Meaning, do we look at it as a Cheftza or do we look at it as the Halachic issue? Meaning, let's say I ask about a, a uh, um, uh, I ask about a, a, a Trefus Shaila, a piece of meat, a chicken, a Trefus Shaila. So uh, this Chacham, first Chacham says, Aser. Right? And then I go ask another Chacham says Mutter. So I can't listen. Shavya Nafshikati Khadusura, I already accepted the Psak of Isr. Next time I get the same exact Shaila. Uh, next time I have a chicken, I look at the chicken, same exact Shaila. Ooh, so I learned my lesson from the first time. Right? So can I now go to the Chacham who's gonna be Mekel and ask him 
ask him the answer to that shayla, right? Ask him to pass on that shayla. If it's about shavya nafshi chaticha di isura, so that's a chaticha di isura. That's on the chefza, on that particular object, that it's shavya nafshi chaticha di isura. But if it's Mishum Kvodo Shalchacham, so maybe Mishum Kvodo Shalchacham, I have to listen because he wasn't only paskening about that object, he was paskening a conceptual idea. So uh, that, that uh, once I asked him about that concept, so then I have to accept that, uh, that Svara from him, I have to accept that his line of reasoning from him. So that might be a, uh, an afkamina between the two. If I recall, the Ramah discusses this in Yerodem Yishkem I think there's a Ramah explicit like this. In Yeridea, this is all Paskin in Shulchan Aruch, right? So in Yeridea, Simon Reish Membeis. Sorry for the delay. I should be more prepared. Um, in Yeridea, yeah. So Simon Reish Membeis is Hilchos Kvod Rabo Vitamide Chachamim, right? So the Rama in Seif uh, Lamed Aleph. Shulchan Aruch writes, "Kol tam lechachem shadeosu mechuvano seinu medaber v'misha golden menu lechachem af bishalom menu klum." He tells you the Rambam starts giving you kolim in pesach halacha. Ein ladem lahoros adar ba'im shana. Person shouldn't paskin until he's forty years old, which is a fascinating idea that a person is not, uh, not not able to paskin until he's forty years old. Im yesh golden menu bi'ir afal pishe in a rabbo. If there's anyone that's greater, chacham sha'asar. Here it is. Says the Rambam. One chacham asks something. Ein chaveiro rashi lahatir mishikol adas. Someone else is not allowed to come be matir mishikol adas. Meaning, it sounds like this on the chacham. Avalim yeshlo kabbala shetaa o shetab dvar mishnah. But if the second chacham realizes the first one just made a terrible mistake, then yuchal lahatir. Then you're allowed to be matir because the emes is the emes. Vafilum tab mishikol adas yachalisav litin and mora adsha. Uh, and if he made a judgment error, the second Chacham should call the first Chacham, they should talk it out, and he should try to convince him to change his mind. What does that sound like? So that makes it sound like it's an issue of the covet of the first Chacham. So all you need to do is get him to change his mind, and that will uh, and that will take care of the issue of the covet of the first Chacham. V'lechein, ein isr lishol lishenei, and that's why you're allowed to ask the second Chacham, since it leaves open the possibility that the second Chacham is going to realize that the first one made a mistake, even if it's just a mistake in Shikul Adas, and that will open up a line of conversation between the two of them. And you may convince him otherwise, so therefore you're allowed to ask. The second guy should not answer, but that's only if it's that very same case. This is the line of the Ramah I was looking for. Once it's a different Maisa, once it's the same Shaila, but a different time that it comes up, then says Ramah, it's Pashut, that you could pass it whatever you, whatever you, as you see fit. That you don't have to say that, uh, oh, I can't pass in uh, Lukula because this guy already asked the Posek who pass in Luchumra the first time. No, the second time, if it's a new, if it's a new case, a new situation, you're allowed to pass in straight. You're allowed to pass in the way you want to pass in. That's what the Ramah paskins in Simon Reish Membez. Uh, another Nafkamina might be, might be, and this is a discussion 
in the Rama also, and in the uh, the Nosei Kelim on that, in Reishman Beisif Lamed Aleph also, what if the second Chacham is greater than the first Chacham? So if it's Mishum Kvodosh Shal Rishon, so then maybe the second Chacham doesn't have a din of Kvodosh, he doesn't have to be Mechabed the Rishon, he's a greater Chacham than the first Chacham, and he would uh, he would be Mevatel Daito to the Chacham Rishon. You know, I've had many times where someone uh, asks uh, asks me a Shaila, and I'll tell them what, the, what I think, and then they'll say, oh, uh, by the way, I asked Rabbi Willig or I asked Rabbi Shachter or whatever afterwards. Okay, great. You know, that's, uh, so now you know the right answer. That's fantastic. Um, so that's, that's, uh, you know, one time I remember someone called me up and he said, uh, he said, what do you think about, uh, I think it was, whatever it was, it was like those, uh, those sticky notes or something on Shabbos or something. So I said, I think it's, it's probably Mozart. So he said, and he calls me back. He said, "Okay, I asked Rabbi Sablovsky, and he said it's Aser." So I said, "Okay, so it's probably Aser." So I mean, what do you want me to tell you? I mean, if uh, you know, you ask a greater chacham, so then, uh, then of course, the first chacham should should totally, uh, you know, be mevatel das. And the second chacham doesn't have the din of cover of the first chacham, and, and also. Uh, the Gemara in Chulin sounds like the first Chacham can be Mochel. If it's Shabi Anavshi Chatich Yisur, it's not really his to be Mochel. Even if it's Keshtei Toros, that you make it Keshtei Toros, it's also not his to be Mochel, right? It's uh, the, 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 the Bizayan of the Torah. So that makes it sound like it's purely a din in Kvodosh Rishon. So there are certain exceptions when a Chacham can contradict the previous Chacham. We read many of them in the Ramah. W- one of them, that Tosos Mesech Zavod Zara, that's, that's most relevant for us, Tosa Vodazar writes that the second Chacham can be more Machmir than the first Chacham. That if the first Chacham was Mekil, the second Chacham is allowed to be more Machmir. Now, why is that? Why can the second Chacham be more Machmir? So, if you understand that the whole issue is Shavya Nafshe Chaticha Yisura, we don't have any concept called Shavya Nafshe Chaticha Deatera. That just because I got a Psak Lukula, that now I'm bound by that Psak Lukula and I can't possibly be Machmir. If it's a din in Kvodo Shal Rishon, so then it, it wouldn't make a difference if the second one is uh, is more uh, Mekel or more Machmir. But uh, but that's what Tosin Meseches Avodazara writes. Um, so uh, so so given that you know given given uh, that uh, everything we've just said, it would seem that it was not right to not tell the Yu Rosh Yeshiva. Um, to not tell the Wairi Shiva that he had already asked the Shaila, that it's not right to not tell him, that you should tell him. Okay, but you understand, they were caught up in the moment and they were embarrassed to say that they asked somebody else. They asked all their Shailas to this Rebbe, the Wairi Shiva, and now they're going to ask someone else, and they felt badly about that. So, okay, you understand that they made a mistake. But now, given given everything that we know, it seems that the primary Isser is uh, one of Kvodo uh, Shal Rishon or Shavya Nafshechatich Yisura. Shavya Nafshechatich Yisura certainly does not apply because it's Heter. Kvodo Shal Rishon may not apply either over here because Kvodo Shal Rishon applies when it, they were both on, on even footing, right? You could ask this guy, you could ask that guy, they're both rabbis, they're both. But over here, uh, you're allowed to be a Talmud of your Rebbe, right? And you always ask your Rebbe, your Shailas. So the, 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 the Chacham Arishon over here is not going to be insulted. He knows that this is, uh, that the issue of whether you could do a Hafsik Tara after Shkia is subject to Machlokas, that it's, uh, that Ramesha was not the only Shita on the matter, and that many Poskim were more Machmir about it. So, uh, so he understands that you're a Talmud of that Rebbe, and that you're allowed to ask that Rebbe. It would seem to not be a violation of Kvod Shorishon. So based on that, it would seem that he has the right, certainly, to Paskin like the second Rebbe, the, like the second Chacham. The question really is, does he have the right to Paskin like the first Chacham? 
Meaning, is he allowed to say, you know what? For this one, I already Shaila's already asked uh, an answer, uh, and answered. Um, so, so the uh, l- let's take a look at this Hefsik Tara question, and then I'll go back to the questions that are in the chat. The Hefsik Tara: h- How late can a woman do a Hefsik Tara? So, in Shulchan Aruch, um, Shulchan Aruch says, "Ubedikazu tias samuch lebein hashmashos." That it should be samuch lebein hashmashos. So we try to be machmir uh, to do it mamish as close to bein as possible. There's a shitas Rabbi Yehuda and Masechas Nida that you can't do it early in the day. That you must do it late in the day, close to bein hashmashos. Okay, samuch lebein hashmashos. So really, it should not be during bein hashmashos. It should be ideally before bein Certainly, cannot be after the shivanikim started. It cannot be after Lila has already begun. So Rav Meish's famous kula is that he allows up until three quarters of a meal after Shkia, because of a spek sveika. Uh, what's the spek sveika? That may be really up until three quarters of a meal after Shkia is vadayom, because maybe we pass in, like Rabbi Natan, that the first three quarters of a meal after Shkia is not even ben yet. And even if it's ben maybe it's still yom, because ben itself is a suffix. So much says that's spek sveika, and therefore up until nine minutes, spek sveika, you could assume lakula that it's still yom, and therefore a half sektara can be relied upon during that time. Now, uh, how l'charchila did Ramesha say this? So different Talmudim will tell you different things. So uh, I, I believe Rabbi Forrest, if I'm not mistaken, Rabbi Forrest writes that he asked Rav David Feinstein, or Rav da- of David said that Ramesha was make like this, but not l'charchila, meaning and certainly not unless it was a shas that it wasn't just something like keseder, that he would just be uh, make with. Uh, the impression you get from most of the Talmudim Ramesha is that they're absolutely mekel. Like you don't even have to, uh, you don't have to push. You don't have to say it's The second you say anything within nine minutes after shkia, they'll immediately uh, be mekel. That's the impression I get from many, many, many Talmudim of Ramesha when you ask uh, when you ask the shaila. So uh, okay, so there is some room for debate, but there's no room for debate that Ramesha held that meikar adin, meikar adin, it's fine up until up until nine minutes after shkia, based on a svek svek or a vadia and taras uh, is even more mekel. He allows any time during Ben Hashemashos based on a different Sveka, because maybe she was really clean Mibodyom, and maybe Ben Hashemashos is really daytime. But in our yeshiva, uh, our Rebbeim, Marina of Shechter Shlita, Rav Willig Shlita, uh, are absolutely machmir on this. I once asked Rav Willig, how late after Shkia can I be mekel on a, uh, on, on, on a Hefsiktara? He said zero minutes and zero seconds. Not, not, not one second after Shkia can you be mekel. Like he gave me de- explicit instructions, you can never be mekel. So sometimes I'll get a shaila from somebody, they'll call up and they'll say, I did uh, have Sektara, you know, a couple of minutes after Shkia. So I'll look at who's calling. If it's one of my Talmidim, or it's a Talmud of our yeshiva, so then I'll say, you know, I'll paskin uh, what we paskin, that it's no good, I'm sorry. But if it's someone who is only reaching out to me because they know that I have WhatsApp or something like that, you know, so I'm just a little more accessible than uh, their rabbi who uh, who's a Talmud of Meisha but doesn't have WhatsApp. So uh, so it's just uh, more convenient to reach out to me. So I'll tell them, I'll give them a phone number of a rabbi who's a Talmud of Meisha. I'll say, you know, go call your rabbi. What do you have to ask me such a shayla for? Because why would they come to, to, to me to ask the shayla? All, it's purely convenient. It's not because of any other reason if they don't normally ask their shaylas to me. So that's generally my, my mahalik. Sometimes I'll have a case, I've had a couple of times, where a woman calls up and says, uh, I did have sektara eight minutes after shkia. So my first question is always, before I pass in anything, before I say anything, my first question is always, 
tell me exactly what time it was that you did. What time did it say on the clock? And they'll tell me what time it is, and then I'll look it up, and twice it's happened that it was really 10 minutes before Shkia. They, she said it was 8 minutes after Shkia, it was really 10 minutes before Shkia. She was looking at Zman Hadlaka's Neiros. So, uh, Baruch Hashem, the Zman Hadlaka's Neiros is an 18-minute uh, differential, so it builds in a little buffer uh, to, uh, to, to be late, and I was able to, uh, to you know, we were able to, to figure out that we could, that we could be making in those cases. So, it, w- what we have over here, though, and this, this is a game-changer, is that we have a very clear Masora in our yeshiva about how to pass in this, uh, this halacha. This is a Talmud of our yeshiva, a Talmud of this particular Rosh Yeshiva, who always paskins uh, L'Chumra in this case, because that's what his Rebbein paskin. it's like there was, there was no doubt what, 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 what uh, the, the proper Mesorah should be for him. Uh, and therefore I thought that uh, even if you're generally allowed to follow the sheet of the first Chacham was Machmir, but once you discover that that's your Mesorah, I mean, there are going to be stiras in, in the way you live your life if you're going to follow this. You know, are you going to wash for Shalashudas after Shkia? Are you going to have Mincha after Shkia? There are a lot of things that uh, that Ramesh's uh, nine minutes relate to. So, uh, so I thought that he should be Machmir. I thought that he should be Machmir. But then I was talking to my brother Shlita about it, and he said, no, he should for sure be Mekel. You know, uh, Ramesh, my brother's a big Ramesh guy. He's married to Ramesh's uh, great-granddaughter, and he follows pretty much everything Ramesh says. So he said, you should be Mekel. So, uh, so I felt, oh no, what did I do? Did I was a Mach? The worst thing is to be Machmir unnecessarily in Chosnida. So I was Zeichet to see Rav Shechter today. He came to Yeshiva, one of our our uh, Makar uh, um, uh, College Experience Talmidim, uh, Menachem Aaron Wallach, who's a really outstanding guy, made a seum on Meseches uh, Rosh Hashanah today. And uh, he asked Rav Shechter to come to the seum. Rav Shechter hasn't been coming to Yeshiva. He comes for Shachris and he says, Shir from home on Zoom. But, uh, but when a uh, Makar College Experience guy asks you to come to the seum, so Rav Shechter came to the seum. He asked me to come. I came to the seum also. So I got to see Rav Shechter in person for the first time in a long, long time. So uh, I asked him what he thought about this. And like he didn't even discuss the whole Tuchacham thing. Like, it wasn't even an issue. He said, what do you mean? Of course you can't be Mekel seven minutes after Shkia. Like, that's, uh, you know, it's, uh, what kind of Svek Svek? He said, Ramesh Svek Svek, it doesn't make any sense. So if, uh, so it's just, uh, well, of course that's rejected the Allah. Meaning, if you think about it, what's Ramesh Svek Svek? Then maybe it's really Vadayom. And even if it's Benash Mashos, maybe it's Yom. That's one suffix, right? Is it Yom or is it Laila, right? That's that's only that's only one suffix. So Shach said that, that it doesn't. Uh, there's no there's no Svek Svek over here. There's one suffix. So of course he should he should be Machmir in this case. So I felt uh, much more uh, you know much uh, vindicated. So let me just uh, get to the uh, to the questions over here. Um, someone asks, what if the rabbi is asking God on the congregant's behalf? Can he ask two rabbis? There's no shavya, I would assume. Yeah, if, you, if you're asking, there, there would be no shavya on Avshchet to do Surah, right? I mean, a lot of times I'll have like that. People will ask me a shayla, so I'll canvas the, uh, you know, <laughs> the G'dalei Torah. I'll see what Rav Asher Weiss has to say, see what Rav Shachta has to say, see what Rav Willig has to say, and then uh, sometimes Rav Zilberstein, and then, uh, then see what I think makes the most sense, and we'll go with that. Um, then David Kirsch asks, if one went to a lower caliber Tamil Chacham and received a more Machmir Psak and then asks a more prominent posing and receives a more Mekel Psak, can you follow the greater Tamil Chacham's Kula? A.K.A. if Rebbe Paskind no on the sticky notes, then Rebbe Sabalovsky uh, Paskind yes. Um, uh, right, but that was the opposite. Rebbe Sabalovsky Paskind, uh, that's why you threw me off over there for a second. Um, but uh, you're just giving us an example. 
Um, so, uh, so l'chora, if it's shavia nafshi chatich diisura, so it doesn't help to then go to a greater caliber talmachacham. If it's mishum kavodah shal rishon, then uh, then it does help. Um, and also community rabbi, someone just put it, what if your community rabbi passes one way, but your rabbi passes another way? So then you have to figure out whose uh, who's shitos you generally follow. Uh, the, 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 the issue of uh, how, to, how to pick a posek and how to uh, ask shilas is not a simple issue. It's a complicated calculus. But there is this basic rule that you're not supposed to ask the very same shaila to two different people. That's the, uh, the basic rule. But also you should try to ask people who have the same general mesora as you, because if you don't, you'll very often often end up with steeras in the way you live your life. Meaning, uh, if, uh, if you, you ask people who have very different masoras about different things, you're very often going to end up with uh, contradictions in the, in the halacha. Okay, we'll stop there. Have a wonderful evening and a great Shabbos, everybody. And an easy fast tomorrow.